Okay, Rabbi, so I would like to tell you a story. Famous mice of the Eilige Badicheva, the Kedusha Slavey. The Maisa goes like this. The Badicheva went into an inn. Goes into a tavern, an inn. He's traveling on the way. It's difficult in those times to find somewhere to sleep for the night. It was always a challenge. The Kedusha Slavey, the Badicheva found a place to be. And they give him a room, and there he is, he's sitting in his room, waiting for Chatzais. The minig of many tzaddikim, which the Shulchan Aruch brings, is to say Tikkun Chatzais. Tikkun Chatzais, mourning over the Beis HaMikdosh. So the Kedusha Slavi, the Baditshiba Kedarka HaKodesh, was waiting for Chatzais. Chatzais arrived. He opens up his siddah and there he goes pouring out his heart to the Rabbani Shalaylam on the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. Chorben Habayis. And when he says it, he doesn't just say the words. He means it. He really means it. He starts crying. Tears are flowing down on a nightly basis about the Chorben Habayis. What a tremendous thing. And he's crying and crying. And it's not just crying, he's wailing. He's poshant wailing of the base of Mikdash. There's no base of Mikdash. We don't have a Shechina. We don't have the Avoida. Oh, it really hurts him. The innkeeper of that inn was a complete Amoritz. He had no idea. He never heard of this Tikkun Chatzos business. Beis Mikdash, Chorban Habayis, Tishabav. No idea. Never heard of it in his life. One thing he hears, he hears a strange noise coming from, the inc- from this Rebbe's, he doesn't know who he is, from this Rabbi's room. This is so strange. Why is he crying so much? What's going on? So at first he goes over to the door to hear something. And the innkeeper hears. He's wailing, wailing, crying, crying. As if like, as if a person, lost a loved one. Crying his eyes out. So he knocks on the door. He says, Rabbi, is everything okay? Can I help you? Maybe there's something I can do for you. Maybe I can comfort you. I can console you. What happened? So the uh, Kedusha Slevi, the Medichev obviously understood that this, ink, that this innkeeper had no idea what was going on. He said, no, I'm Tikkun Chatzais. He says, what? Tikkun what? Chatzais? What? What are you talking about? Never heard of this stuff in my life. So he starts explaining to him. He said, let me explain you to you. Sit down. There was once a base of Mikdash. There was once a Mokim Ashkina. There was once a place where there was Korbanus. Kohanim, Levim. Beautiful. Ashkina. And we lost it all. The Rabbi Shalom took out his anger on Eitzim Barvonim and destroyed the Beis HaMikdosh. And we no longer have that Beis HaMikdosh. And he gave it over with such emotion that the innkeeper, can you imagine the innkeeper started crying? Now if we would talk about the Chorba Beis HaMikdosh right now, not on Tishabav, obviously on Tishabav everybody would cry. Talk on a regular day where the Olim start crying. It's unbelievable. The Chalushas Levi, the Tishabav, said it with such emotion. There's no Beis HaMikdosh. We don't have a Machamashchina, where's the Rabbi Shalaylam? We don't see him like we saw him when there was a Beis Amikdosh. And here was this innkeeper, starting to cry. He started to cry like never ever before. And not only did he cry, it seemed to penetrate the innards of his neshama. He started wailing and he started to get so emotional that about did you have a soul? I don't know what's going to be with him. He's going to pass out. Nebuch, <laughs> he's mamish, he's inconsolable. He's turned into a huna. It's terrible. So the villagers calms him down and says, no, no, no. You have to understand. As I told you before, the Rabbi Nishram did it for our good. 
The Rebbeinu was going to kill Klal Yisrael. He was going to destroy Klal Yisrael. And the Rebbeinu said, No, I'm going to take out my anchors, Chazal tell us, on Eitzim on wood and stones, and destroy the Beis Amikdosh. And through that, Klal Yisrael would be, actually be eternal, would keep on going, and we would continue to be alive. If not for the Chorban, we would be dead. And all of a sudden, there's a little bit of a smile on the innkeeper's face. He gets besimcha. Wow, it was for our good, that's incredible. And they start dancing. The Babitshiva and this innkeeper, Amoret, start dancing about the Chorban Beis Amikdash. That's what they're discussing, the Chorban Abayis. And they're not crying anymore. They're dancing tears of happiness. How the Rabbani Shalaylam destroyed the Beis Amikdash for our good. Said the Kedusha Slavi, this is Purim. This is Purim. Because, and that's what I'm going to speak about for the next few minutes, to recognize that the Tzoros that we have are for our good. That's what the Badichifah was this touching up by Chorban Beis Amigdash. They were dancing on the Chorban Beis Amigdash because they realized it was for our good. That is the day of Purim. And anybody that understands the real day of Purim can understand it in this angle. It changed the whole perspective of the Yom HaPurim. The, the Padishiva writes, and he has tremendous, tremendous harichas on the Indian of Purim in Kedusha Slevi. He writes that the Ika Yisoyed of Purim, Rabbi said, you want to come out with Purim with something. You want to know what the Ika Yisoyed of Purim is, says the Padishiva? Is to realize that everything the Rabbi Nisham does for us is great, even if we don't understand it. Even if it makes... And we spoke about this last time, but I want to reiterate. He brings a marshal, a mother. Can you imagine a mother giving her children? She's got two children. She only has two children, a boy and a girl. And she's giving them supper one night. And she gives them supper. She gives them whatever it is, chicken, rice, whatever. Comes to dessert. So she gives one of her son, the son, she brings him a whole lotus pie out. Wow, is he excited. He gets a whole lotus pie just for himself. This is unbelievable. What a dessert. What a day. What did I do to deserve? This is incredible. The other son, the other daughter, she's waiting for her dessert. What's, what am I getting? If that's what he gets, what am I getting? And the mother brings out a plate with half an apple cut up, half a grapefruit cut up, and a pear. She's like, hello. <laughs> you obviously don't love me like you love him. Because he's getting that. But me? This is what I get? Huh, I was also good in school. Why do I deserve this? And she says, no, my dear daughter, let me explain to you. You have a problem with sugar. If I were to give you that lotus pie, I don't know where you would end up tonight. You are allergic. You will not be able to cope with that. I'm giving it to you because I love you. The child doesn't understand that because the child is young. Says the Badichiva, when you look deep into Purim, that's what you find. You find the aside again and again of the things that we don't understand of the things that didn't look good that looked like they were in trouble for us that looked like they were problems it becomes good because you have to realize that everything we just had this in Dafiyomi the last couple of Dafiyomi of the Sektus Brochus called the Ovid Rahman and the Tav Ovid everything the Rabbani Shalom does is for our good but we don't always realize it the Yisrael of Purim is to realize it and I'll give you another example you ever notice at the end of Megillah right we're going to read the Mitzvah Shem a couple of days we're going to read the Megillah and at the end of the Megillah, there's a, there's a minute to sing a song, right? You sing the song, Shoshana Yaakov. 
We spoke about this in the If you mix up the words according to Tosfos, you will yates the mitzvah adaloyada. Hopefully, at that stage, you're not going to be yates the mitzvah adaloyada because you're going to be kind of mitzvah of listening to the Megillah. But you listen to the song of Shoshanis Yaakov. What, what is in the song of Shoshanis Yaakov? We tell everybody that Homon and his wife Zeresh are cursed. And these are people that are mamish shemirachim is a rishayim, and these people are cursed. Well, as we say, we sing the Mordechai and Esther. Ah, oh, these people are blessed. Isn't that incredible? I just had a whole Megillah where we see clearly for those people that are listening that the Megillah explains so so clearly that Mordechai and Esther won the show. Haman and Zeresh, you all know what happens to them. It's cr- tremendous downfall. Why do you have to reiterate this after we've done the Megillah? Again, it's a minute to sing the song. But why do we do that? Why do we have to like, give another chizik afterwards? We just read a whole Megillah, we saw it clearly. So I want to tell you what the Vilna Goyen says. The Vilna Goyen explains, what does it mean, Boruch? It's an important idea to understand. The word Boruch, how do we explain the word Boruch? Right? We all know what it means translation-wise. But what does it actually mean? So the Vilna Goyen explains the word Boruch, and it's an important idea to remember on Purim, we sing the song, we say this many times over the day. What does it mean, Boruch? Says the Vilna Goyen. Boruch means a person that had tremendous suffering. It was hard for him, he had sorrows. But eventually, he came out happy. That's how the Vilna Goyen explains it. On the other hand, explains the Vilna Goyen. Orur. Orur means, again, literally means cursed, right? What does it mean? Says of a person that enjoyed a long period of happiness, of success, of atzlocha, but eventually the end was bitter. Says the Lekach Toiv, one of the most famous Mephoshim al Megillah. Says the Lekach Toiv that in the Megillah, you see clearly that Mordechai had Sadiq had tremendous tsar, the anguish that he went through throughout the Megillah. He was exiled from Eretz Yisrael. Esther was taken away from him to go to Achashverosh. He was threatened all the time by Homon. Who knows what was going to happen to him? The tsar, the pain, the anguish that he went through. But what happened in the end? In the end, he got tremendous hatzlacha. In the end, he experienced the true joy. And that is an unbelievable thing. That's what it means for Baruch. Whereas Homon, in the beginning, Homon... You know, had tremendous amount of brocha in his life. He was second to the king. He was able to decree whatever he wanted. He was angry with one guy. He was able to decree in an entire nation. What an amazing atzlocha he had. Tremendous. But in a matter of hours, he was disgraced. And he was put down. And his whole... Everything came to an end. And that is all. So the Vilna Goyen says the Lekartov in the Megillah. That's what it means. When we say Boruch Mordechai and Arohor, and it refers to someone that started not in a Geshmak way, it was Tsar, it wasn't easy, and then experienced Bracha, that's a real Boruch. And an Oror is the opposite to that as well. And that's the lesson of the Megillah, but that's the lesson of our lives. It's a lesson of our lives because we see people sometimes, and I want to say this very clearly, Rabbi Sai. We see, we see people that. You know, we try so hard to do what the Rabbani Shalom wants. But it just doesn't go our way. It doesn't happen. We try. And we really try. We try to do whatever we can in davening. We try in Torah. We try in Chesed. And we just, we, sometimes we just don't have Atzlocha. And we're like, I don't understand. I'm doing so much good. I'm doing so much that's meant to be done. And yet I experience no bracha in my life. Whereas, there are people out there that do nothing. They forget. They do the wrong things. They seem to be having a great time. Life is unbelievable. These people are enjoying life. And they're not working hard. They're not doing anything. 
What's the pshat? Oilem ovoch, reizi ben ahapuchu. This is a vulnagoy, he says, like the lesson of the Megillah is a lesson for our own lives. And that lesson is, don't view a person where he is right now. Mordechai had tremendous sour, tremendous pain, tremendous yusurim. But in the end, it all paid off. And that's what it is in our lives as well. And that's why we reiterate Shoshana Yaakov as well, after the whole Megillah. We reiterate this Baruch and this Oru to explain to us, to, to make us understand that it's not just in the Megillah. And by the way, Megillah is in Tanakh. It wouldn't have been in Tanakh if it wasn't a lesson for our personal lives and every generation. If it's here, it means it's for our good. The lesson of the Megillah, the lesson is to take things in our lives. And so many people have this problem, people have challenges, and you hear this from people, it's not fair, it doesn't make sense, I try so hard, I really try, it's not going my way. Why is the Rabbi Shalaylam doing this to me? Unbelievable thing. Rabbi Kamil, Rabbi once said a very interesting thing. He said, you know, when people open up their heart with problems and issues, you hear terrible, terrible things. He said he was once traveling, somewhere there to Israel, wherever it was, up north. And he saw one of these big, one of these big buildings, a new building they were building. I think they were trying, it was apartment buildings, they were trying to sell it. So they had a sign there. They had a sign. And he said, he, when he saw the sign, he stopped the car and took a picture of the sign. And the sign said a very big sight. And the sign said in the Vrit, Milamala hakol nira acheret. From on top, from above, from high up, everything seems different. They were trying to advertise the higher floors of an apartment building, whatever. Wow, the view, it's beautiful. From here you're going to see everything, it's wonderful. But he took it as a lesson for life. And it's a lesson for our own lives. From on top, everything looks different. From down here, we don't understand. From there, everything's understood. That's, by the way, the difference between, I don't know if anyone ever thought about this, but it's brought down already in the Achoinim, the difference between using a dreidel on Hanukkah and a grega on Purim. Interesting, because there's two different things, right? Well, there's two Yom and Tevin the Rabbonon. When you have a Hanukkah, you're holding the dreidel from on top, and you're spinning it, and the spinning is on the bottom. You're holding it from the top. Because on Hanukkah, we, you know, we, we, we were, so to speak, Ilu Kaviyochel in charge in a small way in this world. We were fighting the Muhammad, we were doing the Shtadnas, we tried. In down, and when it came to Purim, it wasn't like that. Everything was malamala. Everything was hidden. We hold it from the bottom and the top goes by itself. Because that's what we're meant to do on Purim. We act the way we normally do and everything comes from the Rabbi Shalom. The lesson of Purim, the lesson of the Megillah. And Rabbi Shalom, we should internalize this lesson. It's not just a nice schmooze on Purim. It's a lesson that when you hear the Megillah, energize yourself in this Yisoyed. As we said last time, that's why the Gemara tells us, because that is the Yisoyed of the, of the Megillah, the Yisoyed of Purim, and it's a Yisoyed that keeps on going the whole year. Remember, Rabbi Yisai, that the whole Yisoyed of the Megillah is to teach us that everything that happens, even if we don't fully understand it, even if it doesn't make sense to us, even if it's difficult to comprehend sometimes, but where is everything coming from the Rabbi Nishalaylam? That's the lesson of the Megillah. That's, the, that's what the Badichiva taught us with his idea of dancing over the Chorban Beis Amigdash, which the Chorban doesn't make any sense. How can you dance with the Chorban Beis Amigdash? But when you understand that the Rabbi Nishalaylam did it for our good, then everything makes sense.
And Rabbi said, that's how we should act in our own lives. And Rabbi Shabbat Hashem will give us the after this Purim. To come out with a chizik in this society, a chizik in the moon of the Rabbi Shalom, a chizik in the Shkocha Protest, a chizik in understanding, called the Ovid Rachman, the Tav Ovid. And Be'ez Hashem, when we leave Purim with this society, then Be'ez Hashem, the next whole year, up until next Adar, will be a whole different year. Be'ez Hashem, Yisparach, have a wonderful day.